the definition of a tragedy. I have it pulled up. An event causing great suffering, destruction, and distress, such as a serious accident, crime, or natural catastrophe. There's also another definition. And anyone that knows of uh, Shakespeare is well aware of what a tragedy is. A play dealing with the tragic events and having an unhappy ending, especially one concerning the downfall of the main character. Like a Romeo and Juliet, they have others. When you read more about this kid and you think of it in terms of a play, this is a tragedy. And I haven't been watching cable news for quite some time now. I haven't been watching any cable TV for quite some time since football season ended. So I don't know if they're talking about it on Tucker or whatever. I don't care. I'm assuming they're not because I haven't seen anything about this information on social media yet. However, this article was posted by the Washington Post on May 25th, so yesterday at 1 a.m. 1 a.m. And the people that contributed to this article, by the way, uh, was a reporter directly out of Uvalde, which is the town that this shooting took place in, and the Washington Post themselves. And I'm going to read most of it because you have to. They were talking to one of his old friends. And Santos Valdez Jr., 18, said he has known Ramos since early elementary school. They were friends, he said, until Ramos' behavior started to deteriorate. Valdez said that Ramos once pulled up to a park where they often played basketball and had cuts all over his face. He first said a cat had scratched his face, but then he told the truth that he'd cut his face with knives over and over and over, Valdez said. I was like, you're crazy, bro. Why would you do that? Ramos said he did it for fun. So this kid was, this kid had issues. Like, major issues. Who cuts their face up? And I know, you know, girls especially, but boys too will cut their wrist. And that's a sign that they need help, for one. But your face, too, with a knife? In middle school and junior high school, Ramos was bullied for having a stutter and strong lisp. Friends and family said, Stephen Garcia, who considered himself Ramos's best friend in eighth grade, said Ramos didn't have it easy in school. He would get bullied hard, like bullied by a lot of people, Garcia said, over social media, over gaming, over everything. So he's being picked on. Apparently, he had a lisp and a, th- a stutter. And I know how that feels because I have Tourette syndrome. I got in a lot of fights in middle and high school because of it. And I've, the, some of the fights were, were life-changing, like quite literally, uh, because of the trouble I got in or just, you know, whether for better or worse, it doesn't matter. But I, I know what this is like. One time he posted a photo of himself wearing black eyeliner, Garcia said, which brought on a slew of comments using a derogatory term for a gay person. So they're, you, we know the word. Garcia said he tried to stand up for him, but when Garcia and his mother relocated to another part of Texas for a job, he just started being a different person, Garcia said. He kept getting worse and worse, and I don't even know. So he was on a declining mental state for quite a while. When Garcia left, Ramos dropped out of school. He started wearing all black, Garcia said, in large military boots. He grew his hair out long. He missed long periods of high school, classmates said, and was not on track to graduate with them this year. That was confirmed that he was a high school dropout. Ramos' cousin, so the shooter's cousin, Mia, said she saw students mock his speech impediment when they attended middle school together, then complained later to his grandmother that he didn't want to go back to school. He wasn't very much of a social person after being bullied 
for the stutterer, said Mia, who spoke on the condition that her last name not be used because her family does not want to be associated with the massacre. I think he just didn't feel comfortable anymore at school. He appears to have sought social connections online as in as in-person friendships with peers complicated and soured. Garcia and Ramos often use the Ubo app, a platform where users can swipe on each on each other's profile Tinder style or hang out in live streaming rooms and virtually meet other users by playing games and chatting. Before the shooting, he posted a photo on Instagram of his new gun collection tagging a woman who later said she never met him in person but had previously accepted his follow request. Valdez said Ramos drove around with another friend at night sometimes and shot at random people with a BB gun. He also egged people's cars, Valdez said. So this kid would drive around shooting people with a BB gun. By the way, BB guns are dangerous. I've been shot with a BB gun, and I know many people have, but they can be dangerous. That's not just something you just go around shooting people with. It's not okay. And egging cars is very destructive. That's not just some, you know, minor deal. Two months ago, he posted on Instagram story in which he screamed at his mother, Adriana Reyes, who he said was trying to kick him out of their home, said Nadia Reyes, a high school classmate, who is not related to the family. He posted videos on his Instagram where the cops were there and he called his mom a bitch and say she wanted to kick him out. Nadia Ray said he's be screaming and talking to his mom really aggressively. Sorry, they have it written where it's like actually how they're talking. So it's not all easy to read. But he had fighting issues with his mom and they're threatening to kick him out of the house. But he gets even more insane. Multiple people familiar with the family, including Ruben Flores, 41, said Ramos's mother, by the way, Ruben Flores, I found out in another article, is their neighbor, said Ramos's mother used drugs, which contributed to the upheaval in the home. Ramos has an older sister. She is serving in the Navy, military officials confirmed Wednesday. A woman who identified herself as Ramos's mom declined to answer questions about her son on Wednesday. I don't want to talk about him, Race 39, who this they did confirm, and she came out and I think spoke today in another article I read. Flora said, he lived next door to the family on Hood Street and tried to be kind of a father figure to Ramos, who had a pretty rough life with his mom. As he grew older, problems at home became more acute and more apparent to neighbors. Flores said he described seeing police at the house and witnessing blow-ups between Ramos and his mother. Ramos moved from the Hood Street home to his grandmother's home across town a few months ago. He said he last saw the grandmother on Sunday when he stopped by the Hood Street property. The grandmother told him... She was in the process of evicting Ramos's mom because of her drug problems. Ray's, Ramos's former classmate, said she could recall about five times that Ramos had fistfights with peers in middle school and junior high school. His friendships were short-lived, she said. Once Ramos commented to a friend while playing basketball that the friend only wanted to join the Marines one day so he could kill people. The other boy, she added, ended the friendship on the spot. So here's what we know. He has a long history of being bullied. He has a speech impediment, which is a root cause of him being bullied and maybe some other things. He's had a declining mental state that people have more than known about. These are friends of his or, or peers of his. An older gentleman, the neighbor even witnessed the hardships he was going through. The mom was a fucking drug addict. Is a drug addict. I don't know. Because that was this last Sunday. She was going to get evicted because of it. This goes back to what I've been saying on TikTok when I was on the live streams there. 
we want to talk about the guns. Our politicians want to talk about the guns. The gun is not the problem. They don't want to focus on preventative measures. When Beto O'Rourke goes and decides to interrupt Greg Abbott's press conference, where Greg Abbott is not talking about any kind of solution, he's just giving out information. Just information, that's it. Beto O'Rourke says, let's ban AR-15s and, and limit the gun use. Well, how about we pick up on signs that these kids are dealing with drug problems in the home. We don't incentivize marriage anymore. We actually disincentivize marriage. The welfare state in the United States has disincentivized marriage to the point that we're having this shit happen. It was being seen in the black community more than others. Now it's being seen in all communities. And more and more of this shit is starting to occur. This isn't even a class thing. Now, I don't know what his, you know, how much money he had or his grandparents had. I don't care. It doesn't matter because it's, it's screwed up. It's really screwed up that we have a problem in this country where we, are, we have ho torn homes. We have major drug problems. You know, you want to go back to the southern border, talk about the illegals. 92,000 drug deaths per year. In 2020, there's just over 40,000 gun deaths. The majority of those were suicides. You know how many of them were with an AR-15? Less than 1%. 1%. But that's the problem. The AR-15 is the problem, right? So let's ban AR-15s, and we still have 99% of those gun deaths. 99 fucking percent. But we don't want to address the mental health problem and the problems that were seen. The cops had been at this kid's house several times. He was not under the radar. People knew he had problems. So when I talk about a tragedy, it's fucked up what this kid did, but could this have been prevented? Talk about witnessing the downfall of your main character if, if this was his story through, since middle school. Protecting children goes farther than reinforcing schools, arming teachers, banning guns. It goes all the way back to how can we prevent this? And a fucking inanimate object has nothing to do with it. If, if a gun killed people, we would be prosecuting the gun and not the person. And that's not how we do it. Why? Because a gun ain't never killed no one. Only people have killed people. The gun's just the means that they did it. And if they didn't have a gun, they'd go get freaking ammonium nitrate, some diesel, and do what the Oklahoma City bomber did. Or they'd go and find another way. They'd go run a bunch of people over with a car like the guy did in Wisconsin. Or they'll just go find one illegally. You know, I've said this too. By the time someone decides they're going to be so sick and go shoot up a school, being in possession of a stolen gun isn't all that bad. Like, that's like the least bad crime in that whole situation, wouldn't you admit? <laughs> Someone who's going to go shoot a bunch of kids is more than willing to go find the gun to do it, no matter if it's illegal or legal. It just so happens that he was able to buy it legally. Now, I do agree with having to be 21 years old to purchase a firearm. I'm fine with that. But requiring a license to do so? Absolutely not. Only a firearm is not a privilege. It is a right. It is, in the, it is in the Constitution of the United States. People need to get over it. It's in there for a good damn reason. And to issue a permit, like a driver's license, no, that makes it a privilege. Driving is a privilege. Only a firearm is a right. And the moment that you allow them to make you have a license to own a firearm, the government just prices you out of it anyway. What are they going to do? They're just going to keep jacking up the price of that that license. They're going to keep limiting what you need to do to get a firearm. 
and they are going to completely control who has it. So what, we should start handing licenses out for freedom of speech and freedom of religion? Oh, you want to go practice Christianity? Got to get a license. Fuck that. See, people confused and make it seem like there's a difference between owning a firearm and freedom of speech. There's not. They're both equivalent. Only a firearm actually protects the right to the freedom of speech and the other amendments, making sure that the government doesn't overstep. The Constitution is not law. The Constitution is a restriction on the government from overstepping the people. It, it does give our rights. It's literally called the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments. Thou shalt not be infringed in the second amendment. Why? Because the founding fathers knew how important it was that the populace be armed to protect themselves from themselves because we govern ourselves. We don't have a monarchy. We don't have a king. We are a self-governed republic. And sometimes this self-governed republic tries to overstep. And it's frustrating that I read an article like this that I haven't seen being widespread. It should be. And stuff like this could be prevented. You know, this goes back to the health issue in our country. Oh, let's give universal health care out. Great. Uh, we already spend 18% of our GDP. We spend a higher percentage of our GDP on healthcare spending already than any other country in the world. All the ones that have your universal health care, we spend more already. We don't have a universal health care problem. We have a fat problem. And I'm just going to be blunt about this. The majority of issues people have to go and see the doctor for, especially at a young age, would probably be obesity-related. The majority of people are not disabled. I'm fine with helping disabled people. I'm 100% fine. We can only help disabled people if we get the people who aren't disabled who don't need help to help themselves start being active, start exercising, start eating right and being more productive, then we can allocate more resources to actually help and benefit the people who need it. I think the majority of people, conservative or liberal, would support helping the people that actually need help and not the people who are just you know, eating off of the system. I'm sorry, but if you want to be 400 pounds, I should not have to subsidize your health care. I'm more okay with paying for someone's mental health like this and allocating resources to something like this for a child because this has been going on for a while than I, you know, instead of subsidizing freaking healthcare for people who just don't want to take 30 minutes a day to go on a walk. But this is frustrating because the problem is a mental health problem. It's a mental health problem. Think about this. Simone Biles... Quits on her team in the middle of the Olympics. Oh, mental health, mental health, and we feel bad and all that stuff, but we don't want to acknowledge it here because it's the gun. How about the fact that maybe this kid's mom was all messed up on drugs? 90, like 92,000 drug deaths per year. Overdose. You know where the majority of those come up from, by the way? The border. And that's part of the government themselves saying that. Oh, but we don't need a wall. And just so you know, it's not just a wall, it's a system. It's a wall that actually limits areas that are open that allows the Border Patrol to focus resources to those areas instead of having to cover the whole fucking border and not being able to. Will it cut down on everything? No, it won't, but it will stop a lot. The other thing is vetting people before they come in here, not allowing undocumented immigrants, being realistic and honest about what this is, and it's breaking the law when people come in here. Are all of them criminals? Well, theoretically they are because they broke the law when they came here illegally, do all of them commit crimes when once after they get here? No, not all of them. And some of them are good people. Yes, they are. 
But there are some, and there are several, that are criminals and are doing it for an illegal enterprise. And the more you allow to come in, what's that do? That creates a black market for people helping them to get across. Yes, I'm fired up about this. I'm fired up because we don't see change because the only change anyone wants to focus on is changing the inanimate object and the access to the inanimate object that they will have access to regardless, no matter what you do. But we don't want to focus on how we can actually help this and prevent it. We never want to focus on preventative measures. We only want to focus on fixing the solution after the shit's already been done. So that's my rant. And I'm going to post a link to this article so you guys can go read it. But we need to refocus our, our uh, efforts in this country. We need to get a big reality check here.